Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. This is the Imperfect Dead MD Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel. And before we get into this week's episode, let's hear from this week's sponsor, which is Locum Story. This week's story is called Docs in Shocks. Some docs are overworked as work works, overworked workers weary. Some docs are overstocked, stopped as pandemic TikToks keep docs off clocks. If docs are in shock as the pandemic clock TikToks, then Locums is the token to unburn the burnt out broken. So how many clock TikToks must talk until doc tick ticks box and swaps to the spoken logan tenon's token to unburnt the burnt out broken enough ticks have talked the time is now and locums is how locum tenons tends to trend as a godsend men to burnt out ends you may want to go back and listen to that one again <laughs> but seriously locum story is a great company that helps other physicians find locum tenons jobs so if you're interested or want to learn more you go to drpodcastnetwork.com slash locum story and you'll find that link in the show notes so this week's show is titled Coach Your Kids, and you can take this a couple different ways, and I'm going to explain what I mean by that, and I want to explain why I am talking about this. So over the last, I'd say, month, I've been noticing myself as a dad having a harder time just enjoying my time around my kids, and it's nothing to do with them. Now, granted, things have been kind of tough in the house for whatever reason. Everybody's been on edge a lot lately, and that has to do with school and activities and those kind of things. And so it seems like every time I'd be getting home from work, um, everybody's just a little frustrated and nobody wants to listen to what dad has to say and nobody wants to do what dad wants to do. And so every time I'd be hanging out with my kids, it just always felt like there was stress occurring. It always felt like that things weren't fun. There was always a disagreement or um, there was always some frustration by them and I was supposed to somehow fix it. And so things just were very hard to have fun. And it was very hard to just be and it was very hard to just enjoy the moment with my kids. Because, you know, if you're a dad and you're a doctor, when you get home, that's the only time you get to spend with your family. And you want that time to be good. Now, inherently, when we get home, it's usually A, around dinner time when everybody's hungry. And when our kids are hungry, we know they're demons. Uh, B, everybody's tired from the day. doesn't matter if it's a weekday or a weekend. Everybody's tired at this point. And then there are demons time too. And then it's trying to get into those bedtime routines. And nobody wants to go to bed even though they're tired. So that's times three. And so we have this very small block of time. And sometimes it's just really hard to enjoy it because people are already in kind of having a mess. And so I was struggling with this for a while and it was really just like, how the heck am I going to, I got to get back to enjoying my kids. I got to figure this out. And luckily for us, we had signed our older son, um, who's eight up for soccer. And it's not like a competitive soccer league. It's, it's basically a league where half the, half the time is, is a practice and half the time is a game. And my wife had asked me months ago when she signed up, I was like, Hey, do you want to coach? And I was like, well, I don't really have time to coach coach. I mean, I guess I can be an assistant coach and help out every now and then. So I was signed up as an assistant coach. So we get to his first practice and I was like, okay, I love soccer. I played soccer growing up. 
and my son's excited to play. And so I'm going to definitely, you know, go for this and have fun. So we get to the practice. I meet the head coach and we're just kind of chatting. The kids are playing and the head coach kind of looks at me and says, well, what do you want to do? I've never done this before. My wife just had me sign up. And I was like, well, I, I played, you know, back in high school. And then our eight-year-old came over and said, yeah, my dad even has a ring from high school. <laughs> and for a little background story in high school, I, I played varsity soccer. Um, and we won states my sophomore and junior year, and we got second place my senior year, and my son thinks this is great because our school gave us a championship ring for this. Now, with that said, I played from the bench. I was a substitute, so I was not a starter my senior year. I actually I started a little bit here and there, but I was not a consistent starter. We'll say that. My son doesn't care because I have a ring, and that's the greatest thing ever. And the only reason our school gave us a ring that year was because our football team also won states, and they felt bad to not give us a ring, I guess. So that is why I have it. But my my son's mind, dad has a ring from soccer, and that's the greatest thing ever. And so um, the other coach looked at me and says, okay, you're head coach. I've never played before. And so I became head coach. And I was a little like, oh, great, here we go. But it was seriously so much fun because it was fun to get to teach my child something that I loved playing. Was I the best on our team? Absolutely not. But I love the sport. I love the sport of soccer. And so I got to coach my son during this practice in this game. And it was so nice too, because it's such, it's such, since it is such a relaxed league, there's no stress on me being some perfect coach. There's no stress on me teaching these kids to be world-class players. Like, we're still trying to figure out how to throw the ball in and a pass to our friends. And what does a goalie do? And those kind of things. And so I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. We are now two weeks into it. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I notice myself just smiling the whole time. And when you smile, it just brings out all the positive feelings, right? You know, sometimes when you're feeling down... You just don't want to smile. It's almost like you want to resist it. But if you do smile, like you notice a feeling, like a change in your body, no matter how you're feeling in that moment. And so I think coaching your kids is such an important thing because in this respect, number one, I'm sharing a passion with my child. Number two, I'm sharing a happy moment, which becomes a happy memory, which becomes something we can talk about later as something is happy. Um, And number three, I'm going to teach them just some life skills too, right? About being a good person, about being a good teammate, about having confidence in yourself, about wanting to learn about something, you know, the goals of, you know, learning and getting better and, you know, talking about improvement every week. I think those are all really important things from a coaching perspective. Now, some of you might not have the opportunity to coach. Totally get it. Um, Everybody's lives are different. Everybody's jobs are different. Maybe your kids don't play sports. Maybe they play a musical instrument. Maybe they, you know, do theater. I don't know. Maybe they're not into any of that stuff. And so then you have to decide where are you going to coach them in life? What is going to be your location where you're going to coach them? That number one is fun. You got to make sure it's fun because if it's not fun, it's not worth it. Your kid does not want you yelling at them on the soccer field to run faster, run harder. Don't, you know, back down, yada, yada, yada. Now, I mean, you might do that in some situations, but if that's all coaching is too, that's not going to be fun for them. It's not going to be a positive experience. So you need to make it fun. You need it to be something that's frequent. So that has a schedule to it. So once a week or twice a week or whatever that might be, because you want to build this consistent basis of you teaching them and them taking that teaching and learning from it, but also seeing you as that teacher role, right? If you just do it one time, it's like, oh yeah, dad talked to me about this once, but now that teacher role is gone. You really want to have that teacher role. And, And I say that because you may have noticed that sometimes when your kids are at home, 
they completely disrespect and don't listen to you. And if you might ask your kid, like, hey, would you ever do that at school with your teacher? They'd say, no, I would never do that at school. Well, then why do you do it at home? And they just look at you and say, I don't know. Well, it's because kids inherently have a lot more respect from an authoritative perspective for their teachers than they do their parents sometimes, because they'll look at their parents and see them as friends, right? They'll see their parents as something relaxed, or they see home as someplace where they can just act out and do whatever and not have to feel like they're always having to be on in terms of, you know, acting good all the time. And whereas at school, they notice that and they purposefully and they mindfully make decisions to be good. And so when you, when your kid sees you at least a little bit into that teacher role, they're going to act better inherently with that. They're going to listen more. They're going to respect you, at least in those moments. Now, when you get back home from the sports, it doesn't mean they're going to listen to you. But when they're there, they're going to, and that's eventually over time going to build up. And that's eventually going to improve their ability to see you as that authority figure in terms of, um, okay, I'm going to listen to dad and we're going to have fun with this. and we're going to do those types of things. So you need to find that moment, however it is in, in your day to do that. And it, not, it doesn't even have to be your day and your week and every two weeks, something along those lines, but find those things that you can share. Maybe it's fishing, maybe it's something like that, you know, whatever it might be. Now we can take the term coaching and totally switch it around. And if some of you have heard of it, there, there are these people who are referred themselves as coaches and they can be life coaches, money coaches, business coaches, you know, all kinds of coaches out there. And some of you may have, have a negative connotation of what a coach is. Um, maybe you've heard people complain about it or, you know, talk negatively about it. And some of you might have a really positive thought about what a coach is and what they do. Um, I think coaches are great. I do not personally have a coach, but I love the concept that's, that they follow. And a life coach is, or a coach in, in general, somebody who helps you focus on how you think and how those thoughts dictate how you feel and how you act and those kind of things. And that's what I talk about a lot on this podcast based on different situations. Um, but it's important for your kids to learn this too at a young age. Now, I'm not saying that your kids are going to be you know, these masterful mindset types of people that, you know, by the age of 10, they're going to be controlling their feelings all the times or anything like that. But I think it's important to teach our kids where their feelings come from. And so there have been times that our older son gets mad at our younger son for whatever that reason may be. And so he'll get upset about it. And I'll sit him down and say, Hey, okay, what's going on? Why are you acting the way you're doing? Well, so-and-so did this to me. Okay. And how do you, how did, what did you think about that? And they'll tell me why they thought about it. And I say, okay, how'd you feel about it? And, oh, I felt angry. I felt frustrated. I felt I'm mad. I wanted to hit something. Okay, so what did you end up doing? And they'll tell me what they did and say, okay, did it help? Did it make you feel better? Did it make the situation better? Well, no. Okay, well, what would you want to have happen then? And they'll tell me and I say, okay, well, how do you have to feel about it to do that? And we'll kind of do that whole kind of mindset thing. Now, does this work with kids all the time? No. But I'll sit down and talk and say, see, when you thought about that, you felt this way and it didn't get to where you wanted it to go. So maybe we can figure out a way for you to think about this differently next time and we can talk about that and and maybe we can work on this. Now, I don't expect my kid to be perfect with this, right? Because they're kids. 
this is not something that they're used to doing. Again, they're still trying to figure out how to function on a daily basis. Even if they're eight, like our older son is, and in third grade, he's still trying to figure out where he fits in life. He's trying to figure out who his friends are still. I mean, friends change every year. It's all based on who's on your sports team and who's in your class. I mean, so he's still trying to figure out where he fits in life and in his social circles and what he wants to do and what he wants to have for lunch and those kind of things. And so I can't expect him to take what I teach him and be able to turn around in a week or a month or even six months and be wonderful at this stuff. Cause I've been talking about this for over a year now. I'm definitely nowhere close to being wonderful at this stuff. And I think that's something we have to remember as parents is that no matter how much we try to teach our kids, we can't expect quick results. We can't expect that I'm going to teach him this and he's going to do it right away. What you're doing right now is you're teaching them a life skill to set them up for much later down the road much later on in their lives. Maybe it's into junior high, maybe it's into high school, maybe it's in the college or when they're young adults. You're trying to instill these concepts and ideas in their brain now to set them up for life later. And I think that's hard to think about as a parent because as a parent, we want to see the fruit of our labor now. And when we don't see that, we feel like, what, what am I doing wrong? Or why can't my kid listen? Or buddy, we talked about this like a million times and you're still doing this. Why? You know, when we go down that mindset and that road, it, does, it turns into nothing but just negative thoughts, negative feelings, negative situations, negative connotations. And it doesn't help our kids and it doesn't help us. But if we take these situations and we say, okay, we've talked about this. How, do you remember what we talked about? And we stay calm about it. And they're probably going to fight you on it at first. And you say, okay, I understand you're frustrated, but let's, let's sit and talk about it. And, and the more you stay calm and the more you talk with them about these things, eventually they'll start to get it. It takes a long time. Um, but again, you're not trying to teach your eight-year-old to be the Dalai Lama. You're trying to teach them, you know, how to deal with the fact that their younger brother stole their Legos right? Or that they took the bigger donut for breakfast. I don't know. And so I think that's a hard thing to think about. But again, don't look for the quick changes. And when you're coaching your kid, be it life coaching or be it, hey, I'm your soccer coach coaching, recognize that you're going to try to teach them something on how to deal with situations and handle situations or talk about something. And they're not going to get it right away. They're going to hear you. They're going to understand you in that moment. But you're going to have to continuously help mold those responses to get what you want. So I'm looking forward to see how the rest of the soccer season goes. I've noticed that even though I try to make things simpler, it doesn't always work out. This last week, we talked about throw-ins, and I said, okay, every time the ball goes out, we're going to actually do you know the right throw-ins. Um, I think about half the team figured it out and that's okay, but it was good and it was a good time. It was a good practice. So I, I, th I hope you understand what I'm saying here from the coaching aspect of life and the coaching aspect with your kids. Find something that brings you joy and brings them joy and show them how to do that that way from a coach perspective. And just don't forget to coach them throughout life on all the little things too, how their thoughts affect them how it makes them feel, how it makes them react and work on ways to help them learn how they react a way that you think they want to feel and how they say they want to feel. Actually, it shouldn't be how you want them to feel. If you're a good coach, you don't tell somebody how to feel or how to think. You help that person figure out what they want to think. <laughs> at least that's what they say. I don't know. I've never been coached. I probably need to at some point, but 
Again, I hope that makes sense. If you coach your kids, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about the sports and the stories you guys have. Um, soccer, sadly, is the only sport I feel like I'm allowed to coach my kid in because um, they're not interested in hockey. And I was a terrible baseball player. I was a terrible basketball player. In football, um, I was too small. And I'm pretty sure my dad put weights in my pocket just to make sure I made the team in fourth grade. So I finally found the sport I get to coach my kid in. And I hope it lasts, at least for the season. I guess we'll see. And don't forget, for doctors, the story has changed. Visit drpodcastnetwork.com slash locumstory for unbiased information about locum tenens and see if it should be your next chapter. And remember, locum tenens tends to trend as a godsend meant to burnt out ends. All right, guys, I hope you're doing well with your kids. Hope you're doing well with your family. Hope you're doing well with your work. Remember, embraces imperfections. Um, you know, send me a message if you got comments about this show or any of the other ones. Subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend, and we'll see you next time. My dad, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, is a pediatrician, father, and husband. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only.